Okay, let's start with a content notification, shall we? The Queer Conjure podcast is about queer people, trans people, witches, neurodivergent people, you know, marginalized people who have experienced a wide spectrum of community pleasure and structural harm. We're going to talk about all of it, the magical, the joyful, the painful. We are embracing the light as well as the shadows. If that doesn't sound like what you're up for right now, I invite you to move on to another podcast. Have fun. If it is something you want to listen to right now, get cozy, babies, because here we go. Hey, queer witches. Welcome to the Queer Conjure Podcast. I am your host, Jasper Joy. My pronouns are they, them, or he, him. I am a tarot scholar, a spiritual support witch, a neuroqueer, and, if I do say so myself, a transgender dreamboat. My editor and occasional co-host is Ava the Raven. Their pronouns are they or she or he. Ava is a channeler, earth translator, moss fae, and conduit of organization. Queerconjure.org is queering the path towards magical liberation. We place the T at the beginning of the acronym, become inspired by hearing each other fully living our whole selves, and diligently care for our community using magical practices and open-hearted ethics. Thanks for being here, baby cakes. If you would like to be a supporter on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash queerconjure. You'll find lots of extra videos, spells, lunar rituals, as well as discount codes for all the things. Please do share this episode with your friends and maybe take a minute or two to leave a review on Spotify or Apple. Blessed be. When I think of neuroqueer, it feels like saying chai tea. Chai means tea. And when you say like neuroqueer, it's like queer... Um, there's like many ways to be queer, and there's many ways to be neuroqueer, um, and they very similarly mean almost the same thing to me, in that there's like different expressions of sexuality, but there's also different expressions of being neurodivergent, whether that's like being on the spectrum, or ADHD, or dyslexia, um, any of those things. Hey, I have a question for you. Are you a neuroqueer witch? Fabulous, so are we. We believe there is an inherent sacredness connecting queerness, transness, magic, and neurodivergence. Neuroqueer was originally coined by Nick Walker, PhD, as a verb a way to subvert ourselves from normativity and heteronormativity simultaneously. Queer Conjure's all about that. Queer Conjure's all about subverting the normative and evocating, evocating, (laughs) that's a word now, magical liberation. So if you are a neuroqueer witch, we want to hear from you. Send us an audio recording up to four minutes long describing the ways being a neuroqueer informs your witchcraft. Just email jasperhawthorne at gmail.com, go to queerconjure.org and hit contact us and give us an attachment of your audio and we'll share it on the podcast. Blessed be. quick note about the following audio. Um, So Ava's in London and I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, and sometimes our zoomy zooms get a little quirky. 
and we weren't able to edit it all out this time without losing a whole bunch of content. Um, so bear with us because there's some really beautiful conversation happening in this following recording. Oh, I kind of wish I had recorded your dream though. <laughs> Give a quick run over. <laughs> oh, and now we're frozen, of course. I'm going to give it a second. Um, yeah, I had a dream about Jasper's relationship problems while I took care of their kid, and it was really <laughs> beautiful and wholesome. Very <laughs> um, beautiful and wholesome. Yeah. Um. Also, Phoenix had like a really cool haircut. It was like shaved on the sides. It was like like almost mocky and then like moldy. It was really cool. If they, um, so before we started recording, uh, I hey Ava, um, a tarot card. That and like my intentions were this upcoming week, but also. I was like, I, I want to discuss that most likely here. Um, and I pulled the justice card and the deck I'm using, the totally unofficial Adventure Time Tarot deck by Catherine. <laughs> totally unofficial. I love it. <laughs> they recently like, um, like Etsy got mad at their tarot deck because of copyright stuff so like really reiterating totally unofficial because people able to buy it because it's really really good um <laughs> but i pulled the justice card and the justice card is yeah. and he's on his little throne and mm. there's this one episode where so like Finn's whole thing is if he hears like anybody in any kind of distress, he's like, he must help them. He won't, he'll stop at zero cost to like help this person. Mm -hmm. And he talks about in this one episode, like when he was a human baby, he was in the woods alone and Jake, the dog's family found him and took care of him. He, and he was, he was like, I was so embarrassed being naked little crying baby helpless so I'll never let anybody be that naked crying baby alone no. I know it, like that's <laughs> the whole premise is that like where are the humans and it, it like ends up being like there is like a, a nuclear war and like all this different stuff that like the humans and um but yeah it's just really cute because he's just like so if every time I hear somebody cry I won't let them be alone in that Oh my gosh, that yeah. is really precious. And also, what world building for a cartoon? Adventure Time is like so good. Like I, I mean, that's why I got the tarot deck because it's so. It was something that I watched a lot as a kid, or like a, like I started watching when I was like eleven. So I feel like I was like just becoming, like feeling more, like teenager ish, mm. and. It it has a silly humor about like like farts and like you know like ridiculous stuff like that. Yeah. So you, like I'm watching something I'm not supposed to, but like it <laughs> also has like really really beautiful world building, really really beautiful character connections, and it teaches you so much. Like it genuinely is so impactful on my being. Like I still look back at it all the time. And watch it all the time. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah, what um, comes up as it relates to the justice card in, in your life and in your world? What comes up as the justice card for the justice card in my world? Hmm. Um Gosh, you know, um, for me, the Justice card has a lot of Queen of Swords energy to it, like a kind of 
cut the bullshit. It's time to be objective. It's time to seek clarity. Um, not even seek clarity, but it's time to like face the clarity you have been seeking. Cause sometimes we're, we're out there looking for the truth, the purpose, the, the right way. And we find it, but we keep looking because we're like, oh, not the card, not the one. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. kind of the direction that justice is calling me towards right now is that queen of, queen of swords energy. Um, yeah, doing yourself justice by not, by not putting something to the side. Like, yeah. Those doing justice to yourself that's really that's a great way to put it you know um I do this thing sometimes and I don't think I'm alone in this where I I am really having an internal process and I am really looking internally at my own life and the way that I do things and how I'm feeling and what kind of healing still needs to happen and then all of a sudden I feel so shitty about doing that because the world is on fire but I'm so focused on like I should drink more water today <laughs> you know or I should learn how to have less codependent relationships like um I end up feeling like I'm using my own shit to deny what's happening in the larger world um but those two things are not mutually exclusive. Right. You know? yeah. That's what I was so, going to say. Yeah. You and I talk a lot about like how nothing is separate and what, kind, what kinds of dissonance happen when we start thinking of things as separate. Like when we start thinking about human beings as separate from nature and what kind of disconnect that creates or distortion that creates. Um, so like doing yourself justice is important. Uh, it's not like, um, what's the term navel gazing? Have you ever heard that term? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an old people term, <laughs> but it means like constantly looking at yourself. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that justice is kind of calling back to this clarity of mind um, that everything is self and nothing is self at the same time and to um, have more, because for me, justice has a lot to do with compassion. Um, I think the justice card and the strength card are similar in that way. Um, cause you can't have either of those things without a lot of compassion and that includes self-compassion. Yeah. Like, like the example of what, who this card represents in this deck is like yeah. passion and strength card in this deck is his like companion throughout the show, Jake. So I think that that shows really beautifully within that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like a balance track where it's like, taking care of yourself is so important and it and it is a microcosm of taking care of the planet and taking care of everything around you and it's also like learning how to not be like what's going on in my world all the time but like like sometimes just to show the the mirror of that is I'll be so like focused on what's happening within that when people are interacting with me I'm like I it's seriously like so overwhelming I can't think about it right now I'm thinking about this thing that's happening within me right now but like it's the same thing mm -hmm. <laughs> I could look at either and see what's happening within the other wow that's such a good segue into <laughs> it is I was actually just looking at our elements of the major arcana chart and we have justice in the correspondence with water and I love that because 
justice is not a cut and dry thing. Um, it is nuanced, it is fluid, it is interconnected. It gets into all the little cracks and seeps and- Yeah, yeah. and it waves. Like it, it, the way that, I think that the way that you kind of receive any sort of feeling, which is what I kind of see justice as, is there will be waves of like, this is what I need to do for myself. Wow, this feels good to do this for myself. Wow, this is really heartbreaking that I had to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Or like, and I don't want to do this anymore. And then I need to do this for myself. And it's like a, the cyclical energy of coming back to what it is that you're seeking justice for. Mm. What it is that you're seeking justice for. That is just poetically awesome and <laughs> badass. Um, yeah, so I just I just talked about a little chart, and do you want to name what that chart is from? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we <laughs> we've been dancing around. Um, so our our upcoming just freshly finished, hot off the press workbook. Radiate with Tarot. You're hearing it here first. Um, <laughs> Hot off the press, folks. <laughs> uh, it's a sequel to the Unfurling Tarot workbook. And it dives deep to how we relate tarot within the elements. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll read a, the little intro thing with some the table of contents which is in this workbook we are going to take a close look at the relationships between earth air fire water or the relationship earth air fire and water have with the major arcana the suits and the court cards and the court cards of course it gets um, queer so much deeper just like look at the <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um So we're gonna talk about how queer means to change. We're gonna talk about how these elements show up in the major arcana. Um, We're gonna talk about the queerness of earth, air, fire, and water. Um, We're gonna talk about the court cards in through like a trans trans and non-binary lens. Oh, and then we have two, I guess they're kind of like bonus sections where we talk about the numbers cards and then there's an Earth Omens journal exercise. Um, It is a gorgeous workbook. Um, And we begin with this quote from Lee Harrington, who we're actually gonna interview next month to talk about this. Um, essay that he wrote called Queer Elements Working with Interstitial Energies. Um, It's from the book Queer Magic, which people can get from our link on our website. Um, So I'm just going to read the quote and then we can kind of, um, I don't know, go from there. Obviously, we're not going to read the whole workbook, but... Um, I think that's quote from Lee Harrington is important because it's kind of what launched the whole workbook. Um, so to queer is to change. If earth, air, fire, and water are four primary elements, then the interstitial elements are those that fall between them. They are those that combine elements in such a way as to not know where one ends and the other begins. They are the queer elements. Mm, I love love (laughs) that so much. And just to be clear, the word interstitial um, means like the in-between spaces. Like if we're talking about biology, interstitial is like the fluid that happens between cells. And like, it has a a purpose of like moving. Oh my gosh, my 5 a.m. brain just kicked all science (laughs) words out of my head. (laughs) But like, it moves important. um, 
like it's an it's a nurturing space and it's a healing space is what I'm trying to say uh and we talk a lot about the well sorry there's a plane it's really bothering me oh sometimes I like forget they're there and other times I'm like my head is vibrating again (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um we talk a lot about this and I think it is like the element of spirit which we also get in book which is the thing that kind of holds everything around I mean you talk you hear people like uh like like space scientists I think I know there's a better word for space scientists but it's not going to right talking about dark matter like the that the things between things is, is actually a, a matter and it's not just mm-hmm. nothingness and yeah it plays an important part in what we all are and I, I think that's what kind of the essence of queerness is as well is that there's yeah. space amongst the things that have been defined mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely Yeah, that is absolutely where spirit lives. And I feel like you and I have talked about that in a lot of different ways where, and one of the ways that I often explain it is that like divinity is the relationship, the, the space that's happening between us, because we're also made of that stuff of the space between us. Anyway, geeking out. (laughs) I get really excited about this shit. Um, Yeah, so we did this thing where we took the major arcana and we split it into four tidy rows of seven cards. So the fool and the world exists within earth, air, fire, and water. Um, Because those are the two cards that we have associated the most with spirit within the major arcana because the world is like, so it's like the fool is nothing and the world is everything. And they're they're both just, um, they're both the beginning and the end. Um, that very like, um, they exist within everything and nothing at the same time kind of cards. You froze something. I've, something I've seen in a lot in animations, which is, and it's actually the creative spaces, but the like camera zooms out from the person and keeps going out and out and out and out and out, and then eventually is like the cells of the person it goes back to being inside of the person. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like by continuously zooming out, the cosmos are actually and are actually just you. And I feel yeah. like that's like the when people ask me like to describe my like sense of spirituality I think it's that it's like that Mm -hmm. we're all everything and nothing yeah oh my gosh there's this song so because I'm an elder witch I had um a cd for the soundtrack of the movie practical magic (laughs) um and there's a song in there and I'm blanking it right now. So maybe we can remember, maybe I'll remember to put it in the show notes. Um, but the lyric is she's nowhere and everywhere at the same time. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so we've kind of taken very loosely taken the Golden Dawn correspondence and built this um, really tidy little chart. Um, So like, for example, the magician is earth, the emperor is air, strength is fire and high priestess is water. Um, And then we have some exercises about why did we choose to put those there and where would you choose to put them? Um, and also like, how do these elements show up in your immediate surroundings right now? Um, 
Because what you were just talking about, like the panning out is panning in also, is like, as we're learning about the tarot, we're also learning about how to connect with the witchy world around us. And usually, um, well, I shouldn't say that anymore. I have no idea what baby witches are starting out with these days, but when I was a baby witch, back in my day, um, we had to do um, exercises to create intentional relationships with the elements first before we moved on to anything else. So often that would mean like sitting in front of a candle and meditating and, or sitting by a river and meditate, you know, like chanting or singing or stuff like that. So um, yeah, not only are we practicing learning about the tarot in relatable ways, but we're also practicing witchcraft and connecting to divinity through that practice. Um, I just got a little choked up. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's what I, what I love though about what Queer Conjure has created is it has taken these things that have informed us and it's created a space that's like, yeah, offering us information and also we're we're creating a space where you can create your own information mm -hmm. by your own relationship just mm -hmm. that you know that's important and i think that's so sick because i feel like i've needed that so many times like just important and as important as like what you learn from somebody else's experience Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me think of um the interview with Edgar where they talk about like they're they're with this uh spiritual teacher and the spiritual teacher says something about like people usually have like there are four different categories of how people see spirit. Um, and Edgar's like, but I made a fifth one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just made a fifth one. And I loved that um, because they were like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to search for what is outside of the boxes, which is a funny thing to say because we made so many categories and rows and boxes within this workbook. <laughs> um, but that, that's really only to serve as um, like when our brains are given so much information then they will kind of just like turn off and be like, that is too overwhelming, can't deal with that. So like the reason we've created these um, neat and tidy categories right. is so that we can start retaining the information better and then expanding out from that. And the power that it serves to know where the lines are, to know when you're out. Like, I think that it's like a, a sense of energy to like be able to see where you deviate. And, and that's like your, like, you know, like your source power is to like see where you specifically start to like see different routes, you know? Like, that's so important. Yeah. Awareness of where you deviate. I feel like that could be a whole spiritual workshop. That's gorgeous. As I said, I was like, wait, this is literally. <laughs> this is gold right here. Oh, it's yeah. open. <laughs> um, another thing we talk about in this workbook is that, um, you know. <laughs> you're frozen and i can't hear you uh, good. no i can can you hear me now i can hear you but you're coming back a little bit i just saw your eyebrows furrow so <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll just yeah. give the <laughs> um I'm hoping a lot of what you just said will show up in the recording because sometimes that does happen um 
yeah, so in this workbook, we're taking we're taking a lot of the Golden Dawn and Tarot 101 um, information and using it as a jumping off point because we talk about um, in the first workbook and also in all the classes and stuff, we talk about how there's really no wrong way to read the tarot. Um, we're just giving you suggestions for where to start. Um, and like when the rules of tarot don't work for you, you should rewrite them because, um, you know, no tarot cops, <laughs> no tarot police allowed. Um, because this is a queer space and we're always like transitioning from one way of believing to the next. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, it's in, I think a lot of places like try to try to police where you get to understand things your own way out of fear that like there's like so much shame around doing things your own way. Like it's going to be well mm -hmm. somehow. Things mm -hmm. I just don't know the space we create could could even allow for that to happen. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. And like this understanding too that like no matter how much you learn, it's never the full story. Like there's always, there's always a layer underneath. Um, I had this one therapist that I worked with for years and only, only switched therapists because my internet, I mean, my insurance changed. Um, but like, you know, in therapy, we'd be peeling back this layer after layer after layer. And more than once I was like, where does this onion end? <laughs> Um, like there's always more to that story. Um, yeah, and then like the elements themselves, do you want to talk a little bit about how mm -hmm. um, the elements and queerness and gender all kind of influence each other? I, there's a little bit of glitching happen, but I think that is how the elements relate to queerness. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, one, one, like I think that it's where we started in the workbook, like the workbook is 18 pages long. So there's, there's it's heavy with content, which <laughs> I think, is, I think it's so good. It's so, it's like the perfect amount of information, um, but my mercurial, yeah, information. Um, <laughs> but we started with like the physicality, and I think this is such a good place to start. Um, my dogs are yelling, um, but I think this is such a good place to start. Okay. <laughs> Ruby. We have editing software now, it's cool. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a great place to start because I think that if you develop a, an ability to, I, I mean, this is just what you were just talking about with where you started with witchcraft, but when you look at the living beings around you and how they're existing and intermingling with each other, you can understand that your boundaries aren't as, or that where you start and where you end might not be where you thought started and ended mm. so we talk about in nature mm -hmm. when elements transition from one another um this is like basic chemistry you know the science of change it's like when water goes from liquid to gas or liquid mm -hmm. to solid mm -hmm. what what is it that influences it to become that and so then you're realizing oh there's like water's relationship with fire mm -hmm. and earth and you're realizing that the way these are all in communication with each other affect each other in different ways and i think that's 
that's how humans affect each other. That's how every species affects each other. The, you know, like if somebody's acting cold to them be able, mm. being able to <laughs> being able to translate that to the tarot cards gives mm -hmm. you a sense so in your head that you're not able to see the clarity of how things are moving physically is that you have this friend who can like provide you wisdom by just providing you a mirror, providing you like a pool to look into. Um, and and it's really just you reminding yourself of your own insight. Mm. Which I think is what existence is, but I think it's so cool to like see that so deeply within each card. Yeah, because that's literally what tarot cards do. Like they are there to remind you of your own insight. They're not giving you information necessarily as like reminding you that you already know the answer. It's just maybe deep down in there. Um, and that our senses move further than maybe we expect them to. Like I think people have, a, a lot of people have this ideal surrounding tarot of like, you know, oh, in the future, you're, you're gonna meet the love of your life or mm -hmm. whatever. Like it's, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I think there's a there's something there because maybe we do have more of a sense of what's unseen than than we expect you know like the I don't think that one could be like oh you seven days you'll meet your husband I mean maybe mm -hmm. some people have that specific intuition but we have more of a an intelligence that we're aware of and sometimes you need a friend like tarot to kind of remind you of that yeah and the <clears throat> yeah so we talk about the court cards in a very transgender kind of a way or a trans element kind of a way Ooh, I like that trans element. I'm not transgender, I'm trans element. Um, gender is just an element that fluctuates. Anyway, um, so when you have your court cards, um, like you have, you end up with a combination of two elements for each card because like, for example, all of the pages um, correspond with earth but then if you have the page of pentacles you have like earth and then earth or page of swords you have air and then earth and so on for all of them um and when we were making this chart we realized that um that more than one is the norm so like there's only a there's only a few cards that have like water and water, fire and fire, air and air, earth and earth. Um, that's not the norm, you know? So like, for me, that translates to the thing of like, one thing is not the norm, cisgender is not the norm, heterosexual, you know, all these things are not the norm. Um, and then like, king of pentacles is earth and air and the page of swords is air and earth so we're seeing those as like mirrors of each other um and that like the king of pentacles might have the energy of pollen or abundance because it's earth and then air and the page of swords might have the energy of like flight and feathers because it's air and then earth um, so we're taking a look at, out of all, at all of those things. Um, and yeah, it's like, what am I other than the gender I was assigned at birth or as Jinx would say, the bathroom I was assigned at birth, <laughs> like <laughs> what am I beyond that? And like, if it turns out that I, I have done a lot of internal work and found that I am actually just air and air. Like that is the predominant stuff for me. That's okay. Like it's okay to, 
it's okay to be cisgender as long as you've done the work. Um, yeah so that's one of the things that I'm really excited about I'm all I'm always excited to talk about the court cards um because you know we can see so much binariness and hierarchy within the court cards and we've taken a lot of We've taken a lot of energy to break that apart and show what the court cards can be. And a lot of queer tarot readers are doing this right now. They're queering the court cards in really beautiful ways and like um, taking like an egalitarian anti-government approach to looking at them. And I think it's just like, it's such an amazing time for tarot right now. And, blows my mind how far everything has come yeah and just like for humans like I, I feel so so I, I imagine like sometimes in my dream space I feel like I just see the whole of, of existence and I just am like so proud of it you know even like mm-hmm. with all of its flaws there's still so much like movement and change and awareness existing that mm. that like, has always existed, but maybe hasn't been like loved as much or or there hasn't been as much space for it. Mm-hmm. And so cool to see how that existence grows and like becomes an, a new, and it's really cool to see that like the, the symbols that we've invented throughout time can like continue mm-hmm. to teach. Yeah. 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 I've been really, in, really enjoying recently just kind of capturing like the, that I see and like posting them on social media and kind of like letting the world have that means a lot is like in England all the blackberries are like just about to and there will be like one that's ripe and the rest are all like red and green still. And there's something about that omen of like the fruit's just not ripe yet, but there's you're starting to see it come to ripeness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Now I want to go berry foraging. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's skip the spirit numbers for now because that's a really dense version. That's a really dense part of the book. Um, but basically we're talking about how to put the number cards into the different elements or how to see the different elements within the number cards. Um, and, you know, the number cards tell the story of like everyday experiences and small challenges and simple wins. And it's those everyday moments that are really full of spirit. Um, gato, como esta? Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, you know, we read a book from beginning to end, but, you know, there are flashbacks and foreshadowings and subplots and character development. So like, you're never actually just reading a story from start to finish. It goes everywhere in every direction and loops back and yeah. And that's kind of how we talk about the divinity showing up within the number cards. Yeah. And that's such a, I don't know, I, I, I mentioned this amongst the glitches, so I don't know if it was picked up by the camera, but <laughs> that it's so comforting and so terrifying at the same time. Like it's it's so interesting to see how those feelings show up at the same time like mm-hmm. there's never like you you 
able to ever see x y and z the brain that wants order is like ah <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the body is like uh-huh. think whatever that there's no step by step process like that would just be like something made up so it's it's really I'm just so proud of this workbook like that when we talk about it I'm just like yeah like I I'm so excited for people to hear and learn we it. did this <laughs> <laughs> yeah what you were just saying though reminds me of that I think it's a French painting of a pipe and then underneath it says this is not a pipe that's what that reminds me of yes um, exactly do you want to talk about what this has to do with like looking for elements in the earth or of the earth? Yeah, so we, towards the end, we kind of gave, actually at the end, we gave an opportunity for you to carry out this practice uh, by recording your observances of the earth. Um, mm. and so the omens I've been saying that I've been just like posting and and capturing um and I think so my hope is that with this opportunity you can maybe look back and see a series like a, a story or like a, a a spread of cards almost within elements that really stood out to you mm-hmm. um because I know a lot of times I'll see something and I just don't like it doesn't it doesn't hit you always immediately like what the symbol is but you can feel its importance and mm-hmm. like I don't like and then like I do see how like the world is always trying to play out a little like give you hints um along the way and the hints don't always fairly mean something of like oh you're gonna find out that this is what's gonna happen as much as like mm-hmm. that, that everything is supporting you or that everything is in relation with you at all times mm-hmm. and yeah um, yeah and Yeah, I, I just like I feel like when with this development, my hope is that people start to feel if they don't already that like when they feel confused and lost and alone that they like will always have fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some spiritualities really use the word surrender a lot, like surrendering to your higher power. Um, And like, I just recoil if somebody's like, you should just surrender. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I feel like as a queer witch, pausing and paying attention and creative creating like an active listening relationship with the earth and starting to slow down enough to hear and see and feel those omens that is a type of surrender um and just not maybe in a biblical way that other people might mean yeah Uh, yeah, I totally understand what you mean because I feel the same when people say things like surrender and flow. It makes it seem like all of the hardships you go through like don't have weight or meaning or are something that you avoid if you just like let go. And mm-hmm. I think that yeah, like with that kind of surrender to the earth, it's more like it's more like a listening. It's more like an opening your eyes to or just like like the vision that I get is them walking with your eyes on the pavement, your head, like 
focus on what's going on inside your mind, just like letting yourself observe just the slight little changes around you and letting that bring up anything that it brings up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if this has aged well. So if I talk about this and people are like, oh, that's a really problematic book. I apologize ahead of time. Um, but a long time ago, I read this book called Illusions by Richard Bach and it's the adventures of a reluctant messiah. Um, and the book starts out and I'm probably gonna bosh this cause it was a million years ago that I read this book. Um, it starts out telling the story about these river clams, these freshwater river clams and they're all clinging to the bottom and one chooses to let go and it's like crashing into shit and all of its clam friends are like, what are you doing? You're gonna get hurt. Um, but the clam ends up somewhere new, somewhere else, somewhere they never even imagined before. Um, that's kind of what it makes me think of. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's like, with that perspective, it's like the, the idea of the surrender and the letting go doesn't mean that things are easy. easy. Yeah. And at the same time, there are creators that I really like that like uh, P the fairy um, can find them on Instagram and TikTok. Um, they have a set, they, they really feel like can be a center of their life. And that still doesn't mean that it's like, there aren't things that make you feel sad or there aren't things that make you feel like you don't want to move. Like it's not easy. Like it doesn't, it's interesting because it's just like, there's a difference. Like, I, I feel like we apply the binary to our, you know, and we're like this one and all these things equal bad. And that means that if I feel this, then all of these things have to come along with it. Like if, if I experienced heartbreak, things must be hard, things must be challenging, things, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. But allowing there to be a sense of fluidity amongst all mm -hmm. and to center in what matters to you is like such a practice. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Oh man. So on our website, we have a tab at the top that says workbooks. And it has, right now it just has two workbooks. It has our winter solstice workbook and our unfurling tarot workbook number one. And I'll, um, I will add um, radiating with tarot as soon as we're done recording. Um, and like, you know, on our webpage, we say, um, we love feedback from our community and we're also not professional website designers. Um, so like our, our workbook page isn't perfect. <laughs> if you have any challenges downloading it, you can always reach out to us. Um, but yeah, there are, there are a couple different ways that you can click on these workbooks and purchase them. I also plan on doing some like um, prototype virtual classes about it soon and I'll give announcements about that when it's ready um so yeah people once this is out into the world people can order the radiating with tarot workbook and the first workbook unfurling tarot um also I want to say that like we're really interested in collecting stories from like these fabulous neuroqueer witches right now so if anyone wants to give us like an anecdotal story about their experiences, they can send us an audio recording and it could show up on the podcast. Yes, and you're welcome to do that anonymously or plug whatever you wanna plug on it too. Yeah, that, yes, that's a good point. And also if somebody doesn't say their name in the recording, I'm going to assume it's meant to be anonymous. Um, 
And I'm really excited about the couple of recordings that I've already gotten. They're really, you know, neuroqueers are so magical and poetic and the way that they talk about their experiences just turns me into a little emotional heartwarming puddle. Fires <laughs> <laughs> like deep dive and a sense of listening and caring for one to to like understand their queerness, neurodivergence and witchiness. And so it doesn't mm. surprise so beautiful and like poetic. And I think that's why we want to hear about it and ex like amplify those stories is because you put so much thought and love into who you are like that deserves to be given a little parade mm -hmm. exactly we all need some more parades more reasons to dress up and flounce about town please <laughs> oh, literally i'm i'm leaving tomorrow morning a little vacay and i was like <laughs> man i want to pack all my fun little outfits, but I it's too many. Yeah. <laughs> More than do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got a volunteer gig at Sex Down South, which is like um like a kinky educational sex positive convention in I think Atlanta. Um, and I get to be a tarot reader in their healing space, which I'm so excited about. Um, yeah, but uh, ever since I found out that I got the volunteer gig, I have not been able to stop thinking about fun, cute little outfits that I could wear. <laughs> exactly. And I was talking to one of my sex educator friends and I was like, what do people wear when they're there? And they were like, a lot of times I just, you know, wear my regular clothes and like sweaters and stuff because sometimes it's cold and I'm like, I I might bring sweaters with me, but I'm never going to wear my regular clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in a weird fucking outfit 24 seven. <laughs> yeah, every single day I, I'm just dressing as a new little character, like <laughs> the character acceptable to the public eye <laughs> <laughs> it's all a performance <laughs> yeah. gender is a performance yeah <laughs> so true yeah yeah so radiate tarot available as a workbook for one to download on themselves download for mm -hmm. themselves by themselves we will also be offering classes virtually and do you think that there's a potential for you to be offering in-class or in-person classes with Radiate Tarot in the future? In the future, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that, um, I don't know. I feel like the Tarot 101, which is the unfurling tarot class is a really great in-person class because it's kind of like a one and done thing but I feel like radiating is part of a workshop I'm not sure if it's a standalone class um however I want to take a break from the tarot series and create a workbook called something like witches and gender or witchcraft and gender and I feel like once that workbook is done, it could totally be like an in-person standalone class. Um, so I feel like offering Radiating with Tarot virtually um, makes it more accessible for people who have gone through unfurling the tarot workbook to come back to this class as like a class number two kind of a thing. Real. Real. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that this will just be virtual and then the witchcraft and gender will be virtual and in person. Um, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had to 
say about that for now. Do you have anything else to add before I hit the stop record button? Oh, you know, just you know, give a tree a hug or a, or an ant or a, a piece of <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Phoenix has a pet jumping spider. Um, yes. And they, right? they named they Chalupa. named Chalupa. Yeah, they named the spider Chalupa. And Phoenix did all of this research about jumping spiders before finding one. And when they first got it, we were like, oh, this spider is going to die like any minute. This kid is not going to take care of the spider. But not only has the spider been thriving in the little habitat Phoenix made, but I've become attached to Chalupa. And like I check on Chalupa every morning. Um, and the reason my ADHD brain started thinking about Chalupa is that I've had to, I've had to start trapping ants and other little bugs to feed Chalupa. Uh, <laughs> so I've, been, I've been like having like these ceremonial sacrifices kind of feelings about <laughs> feeding these tiny creatures to another tiny creature. Uh, Chalupa. <laughs> I think I would yeah. do anything. <laughs> oh, and also, if people want to go to queerconjure.org and sign up for our newsletter, that is a really great way to get some of our contact content and um, upcoming events. There's also a newsletter archive on our website where you can go look at all the old, older ones going back to. What is the earliest newsletter we have on our blog? Um, June 2023. So holy crap, a year, a year worth of, no, I'm sorry. May 2022. Um, I said June 2023, but that was only a month ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so an entire year worth of newsletters on our website which feels like a milestone it's really cool yeah. honestly time just goes <laughs> especially when we're doing this work because it it it's so um like the word that's coming up for me right now is absorbing mm. um but that doesn't, anyway, I'll stop there. Um, yeah. All right, I'm gonna hit stop record now. Hey, bye people. <laughs> bye people, <laughs> blessed be. <laughs> <laughs>Hi, this is Ava. My pronouns are they, she, and he, and I'm Queer Conjure's conduit of organization, amongst other things. I specialize in anchoring ideas into fully-fledged works. You can find out more about my offerings and see if we can make a good fit at the Queer Conjure website under about us at queerconjure.org and book a free 30-minute consultation. Bye! This has been another fabulous episode of the Queer Conjure podcast, produced by Jasper and edited by Ava. Our theme music is by Mother Marrow. Our interviews and conversations are recorded via Zoom and published through Podcasters Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and find out more at queerconjure.org. Blessed be. Mwah!